Welcome everyone to the Sickos Mini Podcast. This is our podcast for after the title games, after we have emotionally come to terms with what has happened, after we have found our peace at the end of the season. This is our Zen episode, we'll say. My name is Jordan. I'm VP of God knows what at this point. With me tonight, as always, is Kamish. We have guests, Pit Girl and Beth, and special guest, Lucy. Hi, guys. From at Lucy Sports Jokes on Twitter, Instagram, and other things. Lucy, how are you? Well, I'm a little nervous because you said this is the Zen episode, which is the worst episode to have me on. (laughs) (laughs) That was a unilateral choice, I think. (laughs) All right. Good luck. People meditate to this. Yeah, no, my... My kid was being a shitbird tonight, so I need a little zing at the moment. That's why. <laughs> I'm so it's our se- I to help. Yeah. I, if ahead. this is about to be like our secret ASMR episode, I wasn't sure what to do. Yeah, no, it's, it's more, more jaw heart. More jaw heart. Just, it's jaw heart. Jaw heart's ASMR, right? Yeah, totally. <sighs> Pit girl, how are you? I'm good. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Beth? It is a fine Tuesday. I have no complaints. I built my Lego typewriter again. All is well. There you go. Kamesh? Doing good. Season's technically over, but they already released like schedules for like Conference USA, and I'm already upset about that. So (laughs) I I feel like the season's not really over for me. The yelling season has begun where you just basically yell at things. And I'm upset that they put New Mexico State versus UTEP on a Wednesday. I'm so mad about this. How dare you, Conference USA? I'm so mad about this. (laughs) I want to go. Yes. I'm going to have to. I don't know what I'm going to do at this game because I want to go. But. I don't know if I can do a Wednesday night in El Paso. I'm going to have to take the whole week off, man. Just whatever. I'm going to request PTO to go to the 100th anniversary of the Battle on I-10 in the Sun Bowl. What did they call it before I-10 existed? Because that game is theoretically older than I-10. It, that yeah, game is what? definitely older than I-10. No, absolutely. Oh, sure. Yeah, never mind. Yeah. Is that Highway 90? I don't the know Battle of Highway 90? Sure, whatever it was. The Battle of that dirt track over there. Yeah. Because... <laughs> No, that game's going to be a lot of fun. I appreciate that Conference USA is trying to become like the weeknight thing in October. I get that because mm-hmm. they're trying to cover that thing. They're about to lose a bunch of their members. They're trying to do whatever. But man, this game, this is this is your Saturday night jewel or Friday night jewel. Let's be real honest. But like it's a weeknight, weekend night jewel of an ancient rivalry. Ancient, as ancient as things are in this country. So Lucy, since you are an Iowa fan, we figured you'd bring you on for a national title talk since Iowa won our national title and it's the only really national title we care about. Yep, they're the favorites yep. for the real one and the sickos won next year. Don't look at the odds. <laughs> Just trust me. I'm going to say that y'all beat the FCS na- national title team, which says a ton, actually, because South Dakota State was real good. Yeah, it makes us the national champion. Transitive yeah, property like, always matters. Yeah, so it's kind of one of those things where people like forget that Iowa beat a national champion this year. Is it Georgia? Maybe. Is it South Dakota State? Maybe. I don't really know if we could like definitively prove what national champion Iowa beat, no. but they did beat one. So I, I don't know. People aren't talking about that. I turn I, every time I turn on ESPN, I'm like, why aren't you? You guys aren't talking about the story here. But that's because the mainstream media is scared. They're scared of what Iowa's bringing to the table next year. Which is everything's the same. But I mean, you know, that's hey, if it, if it worked this year, you should definitely do it again. And if it didn't work yeah, this yeah. year, you should absolutely do it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, national champions, we managed to change football entirely. And people forget that. Mm-hmm. We revolutionized the game. People forget that. Maybe it just wasn't the way you wanted, but people forget that. That's why I'm here. That's why I was put on this planet to spread this agenda. That's right. 
Absolutely. I, I mean, by revolutionize, you mean since it back to the Revolutionary War period. <laughs> that is the technical definition. Sure. Sure. Um, people are afraid of change. And that people, I'm referring to Kirk Ferentz specifically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So he is just representing a big chunk of the country. Um, he's just trying to be America's man. So good for you, Kurt. Keep going. Never stop I, being the same. I found this great video. It's an old Iowa like football video called like the black and the gold. And it's this really great, you know, let's talk about the 1945 team and get ready for them. And right talks here. about the glorious history of Hawkeye football. And the best is when they cut to plays from like the twenties and thirties and I'm going, Oh, I've seen that. It's the same. Yeah, this yeah. is, yeah, this is not, this is not different. This is just the same thing they're running now. That's amazing. That's it's vintage. It's been in when, the bottle for a while. When they hand you your diploma, when you graduate it, it you open it up, it just says, if it ain't broke, go, don't fix it. That's, mm-hmm. that's the school motto. That's the football team's motto. It's life's motto. And I'm just, I'm just happy that we can be kind of the pioneers for that. We got to have someone who listens to this podcast who speaks Latin. I'm going to need a Latin translation of if it ain't broke, don't, <laughs> don't fix it. Because then we can put it on an Iowa crest somewhere and it would be a really good shirt. <laughs> it's actually, if you want the other translation, Kirk Ferentz will just say, yep, that's football. And that's what that means. <laughs> Whoever the coach was in this in this old video comes up and like leans over a car and talks to some folks. And he has just a white shirt that says like property of Iowa sports athletics or whatever with, on, with black print. And I kind of want those two. I'll, I'll see if I got a guy. I'll see if I got a guy. Okay. I'll hook you up. I'll hook you up. <laughs> Noli figere quod non fractum. Is that, yeah. okay, is, that a, is that a Google Translate? That was a Google Translate. So I just sent it to my Latin friend. So we're going to see if, if she comes back to me. I must say, because all of a sudden we got like fourth declensions and I'm not about that. I can't <laughs> decline. Fine. I can't decline Latin enough. <laughs> Look, I'll just say I couldn't have said it better myself. There we go. I couldn't have said it better myself. Do you guys have any secret ferences in the pipeline? Like, can, are, do we, can we get to like a third level of ferencing? Because that was spectacular. Like, it's like a cult. There's like a thousand of them. Like there's, yes! there's literally so many ferences out there. I swear. At least I know of at least two. Th- so including Brian, there's been at least three that have played for Iowa. That's impressive. That's All a- I want in the world is like the oops, all ferences. <laughs> if you take all the ferences brains and put it together, it's like half a football mind. Not a full one. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly. So yeah, no, there's a long pipeline. We're This is a family business and we're going to be in the family business till... Well, forever. I want to be. I want to imagine that there's like Scooter Ferentz, like the the black sheep <laughs> of the Ferentz family, who is so into the RPO and no one will talk to him. He's an, he was an office like, coordinator under Mike Leach somewhere. But yep. because because of the level of Midwestern nice, like he's in the family text thread and he's constantly writing stuff and nobody ever responds to it. Like, hey guys, guys, and nobody has the heart to kick him out, but <laughs> he knows. <laughs> Reporting live from that one Finnish football team that Mike Leach coached that once. That's where he went. Yes, he got sent to he got sent to the <laughs> so to, to the to the to the Finnish uh, football league. Oh my god! Well, Kurt Ferentz smoked salmon in Helsinki. He's he's somewhere deep in that Kansas State coaching staff. That's where all the Iowa leftovers go. That's there's a Ferentz in there somewhere, no doubt. <laughs> oh, you got Ferentz in these walls. We're gonna have to rip them down. <laughs> got just burn the whole building down. Yeah, yeah. it's not coming out. No, no, no. And it like smells too. So you're like, oh. Yeah, check out Leviticus 14. They have some rules about that. (laughs) (laughs) 
Speaking of speaking of biblical plagues, some frogs <laughs> came to LA. <laughs> and it did not go well for them. What a transition. Wow. Oh, was that good? That, that was good. good. That was very Fucking nice. clutch. Push it into seconds. You just moved Damn things hard. more effectively than TCU did that entire game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Was, unfortunately. I I watched it all. Same. Yeah. It was I mean, I'm not turning it off. I, I'm never gonna turn the game off. Like, I mean it's a, the last game that we get, essentially. And so I, I'm never turning the game off no matter what happens. Also, I was the idiot that tweeted the over under for Burger King commercials, so I really had to stay through the entire game. We hit the under, time. by the way. We hit the under, but uh, <laughs> I, sw- I swear I heard it more than you did. I swear okay. I heard it more than you did. I just, I, I don't know. I think Maybe just, because yeah. I was different streaming thing. I don't know. I had it a lot on YouTube TV. I had it quite a bit. It could also be that I was just sitting there and a prisoner to my own mind and the game was so boring that I started hearing things and it was whopper, whopper, whopper. I'm not going to sing it for you guys to try <laughs> to help. Don't do it. God, don't that. do it. That's not what you do it. I think if I sing it, I like combust into flame. So we're not going to take that risk. <laughs> I, I didn't realize that that stadium wasn't actually a dome until last night. I don't watch enough pro. So they were like, oh, it's not a dome. It's just a freestanding roof over a stadium. What the yep. fuck are you doing? Like, what? this is not. It's not I mean, a roof. It's a grape arbor. It's a very big grape arbor. Yeah. I mean, like SoFi Stadium is like what a pergola or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically, that's all it is. It's yeah. not even a full on gazebo. It's just nope. a pergola. There's slats everywhere. Just letting the, the rain in. Just just on the TCU fans, though. Of course. Oh, that was brutal. We put the shed under the pavilion. Good job, guys. <laughs> Wait, the- theoretically, you could have a nice Jewish wedding in there, technically, then. Yeah. Put some <laughs> nice linens through there. Basically, it's a, it's, the words, I can't remember, sukkah? Sukkot? Something like that. It's the, it's, 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 yeah, it's the little, the little tent. It's perfect. It's perfect. I, I didn't realize that that was the case until it started raining on TCU fans. Because <laughs> it's cool. Who thought it would rain in LA? Who, when, when does it rain sideways in LA? Uh, they do say that it never rains in Southern California. I do live in Los Angeles. And can confirm that it has been raining for like three weeks straight here. And that has never happened in the like two years I've lived here. I got out of Orange County right after Christmas, like the 28th. And it was starting to rain. And apparently it just never stopped. You cursed it? Yeah, basically. Why did you do that? It's all your fault, Jordan. This is just additional evidence for my theory that everywhere is Pittsburgh. That's exactly what I'm like, hey guys, it's Pennsylvania out. <laughs> it's been very Pittsburgh here. Since it made to me, I'm in like the worst drought no, ever. Your barley grass does not need it. It will stand strong. <laughs> it is not doing well. I love how the, the drought map of Texas is just like San Antonio's Bear County. Yeah. Completely like just 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 our county. Exceptional drought. Send some to us, please from LA you can take it it like literally hasn't stopped raining and so like I thought with the no tailgating I really thought that Georgia and TCU fans were just gonna be like no and I was really hoping for that but it rained mm-hmm. so much that they they gave in which was one of the most disappointing parts about about the national championship where I was like you guys did not fight the power in the slightest you are Georgia fans you should what are you doing here so no tailgating at all it was so you bark at the rain. Georgia fans just bark at the rain. Literally, all you do the rain until it goes away. I thought there are certain dogs that love to be in water. They love to run around. Like you should do that. It was very disappointing. There was like no like without, and it was like pouring, pouring rain. So no tailgating, Ugh. like even in the slightest. 
And I really oh. thought they were going to go and do something there, and they didn't. I'm just imagining Ugga swimming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little pond. It's so far. I could have jumped right in. Had a good time. <laughs> hey, the, t- the, the Tulane fans were jumping at the pond at Cowboy Stadium or whatever. AT&T presented by the Death Star, present, whatever it's called. But yes, I mean, Tulane fans were jumping in there because they were just happy as hell. That's like a requirement to go to Tulane is jump in a random body of water hammered. I mean, I, 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 I grew up there. Submit your admission application. I grew up there and I'd probably say, yes, that's true. So uh, <laughs> definitely just just stay away from, don't go in the big Mississippi. Lake Pontchartrain will do. <laughs> Let me write this down real fast. Do we... Would Michigan have done any better? Not to get too not to get too football-y here, but would Michigan have done any better against this? Or did it not matter who got thrown into this wood chipper? Well, now that we know that Michigan cheats. That's yeah, you're yeah, right. I mean <laughs> hamburgers for breakfast. That's right. That's, look, I'm just saying, cheaters usually play well. And we I, found out and we found out that Fielding Yost, a true Michigan man, decided <laughs> when he saw when he saw when he saw Lafayette beat his team three times in a row, he just hopped on the train with him and went to the next like, nope, I'm done here. So that's Michigan Man Yost, The inventor of the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. Yep. So my unified theory of football is always that you're going to get a certain number of A games out of your 18 to 24-year-old guys mm-hmm. every season. If Georgia was going to draw the A game for this game, I don't think it goes well for anyone that's, right. that's facing them in this one. Like, this is just one of those, like, I'm sorry you showed up in Pompeii on Volcano Day and... <laughs> It's how it goes. Yeah, like the way I look at it is, I mean, we saw Georgia-Michigan last year, and we remember how that went. And now Michigan lost future Heisman winner Cade McNamara. So it's like it was only going to get worse. I think this game was inevitable. This was Thanos with the snap. That was Kirby Smart last night. I think even if Ohio State goes into the game, if they'd gotten them two weeks in a row, last (laughs) week would have made Georgia so angry that this week Ohio State would have been eaten. Yeah. I don't know that there was any, like, skulls for the skull thrown, blood for the blood god. This was going to happen. Yeah, the only thing I can say is that I think Michigan would have lost by less, but only because they would have held on to the ball longer. Yeah. And that's, like, that's just a function of the way that their offense works. Like, TCU is the big play team, and they got one last On a night. busted coverage, yes. On a busted coverage. Yeah. Uh, we thought the, man, we thought that game was going to turn, though. 7-7, busted coverage. I was screaming well, loud. Was, was was TCU 10, magic. 10, TCU 7. magic. 10, 7. That was, was it. Yeah. As it turns out, TCU magic was a deal that, with the devil that they made through the year 2022. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> the minute we rolled over, the, the clock rolled over. Didn't quite read all the terms and conditions there, did you? Oh, I? no. The horses is mice. <laughs> I, I assumed I assumed their uh, their bus turned into a pumpkin at some point, some point. For me, watching the game was just going back to like watching ULM in a pay game like yeah. hey you you about to pay play alabama I was like hey it's close but you kind of know what's coming after like maybe the second or third drive after the end of the first quarter it's just an in- inevitability and so you kind of saw that coming and you just didn't expect that to happen but or you didn't really hope that it was going you didn't want that to happen but yeah it, it happened and it was just one of those feelings where i don't think tcu could have done anything different really to stop Georgia because I mean, they were gaining like a first down every play. It was unbelievable. Yeah. 10 yards, 10 yards of play from scrimmage is, is not yeah. your ideal. When they, when they started getting to the point where they were had an equal number of points as plays. Yeah. Yes. That's when that's always a rough one mm-hmm. or, or whenever we get past the, the 60 point barriers is a, is a really interesting one for me. Cause that gets you past the point a minute. 
And so that point a minute thing, once you get past 60, I just feel like it becomes the voluminous of it becomes ridiculous. Voluminous. Mm-hmm. Voluminousness. <laughs> is that a real word? No, it's cool. Oh, okay. I, I think I added some I added some suffixes to make get it to where I wanted to. There's probably a much simpler word of it than I just volume. That yeah, one. Yeah, the volume of the it. One. Not the voluminousnesses of it. You're my cool. favorite. <laughs> I think they just ran out of tricks. I mean, like, TCU was getting by on, I think, you know, to borrow something from the full cast, they were getting by on some bullshit all year long. <laughs> and and then finally they came up for their presentation at the end in their book report. It was due and they were just out of bullshit at that point. Yeah. Really. As it turns out, as we opined earlier this season, the amount of finding out was, in fact, directly proportional to the amount of fucking around. And... Oh boy, howdy, did we find out. Uh, I'm super sorry. TCU fan listener, Zach, I am very, very sorry. The worst part is there's no way to talk about this game and talk positively about TCU that doesn't sound really shitty. There's no way to go like, hey, like we're proud of you guys. Good job. It always sounds condescending as shit. So there's no way for me to talk about it, even though I want to say these things. just Because they were super fun this year. Yes. TCU can actually be proud that they have gotten further than Notre Dame or Oklahoma have. Mm-hmm. In True facts. Or and any Texas. team in Texas. Any Way team further Texas. than Texas. Yeah, thank you for repping the Big 12 in the championship game, a thing I was beginning to think I never would see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big 12 that you did not win. Yeah, that's that's the other thing. That Kansas State game may have been a very good, you know, I mean, riding on the, the wall moment. This is the law of the Big 12 championship game. They should have never brought it back. I don't know why. That one year... <laughs> Because if one year, one time something happened and they brought uh-huh. this thing back and one year, one year with Mac Brown with his one finger. No, I'm not talking about that. Not on that year. I'm talking about the, the TCU Baylor year. No, the I know. Champion year. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh yeah, you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. That the, was a one. totally legit game where Mac Brown had one real second left on the clock. <laughs> Nebraska had was full of lies. <laughs> I don't know why they let Nick Saban in the building. To do the commentary of this game, or not commentary, that the, awesome. the desk work. But oh man, he was having the time of his life. He's like kind of good at it. And I hate to say that, but also if he realizes that he's kind of good at it, maybe he'll go do that. He only ever seems happy while either doing that or making Aflac commercials. Like <laughs> these are the only moments where I'm like, oh, that's right. You can occasionally experience joy. I have seen him. I have seen him smile in old football photos before the brand was so strong. Mm-hmm. When he was at Toledo, was it Toledo or Kent State? Which one was it? Kent State. Kent State. And then when he was at Michigan State, there are pictures of him smiling in like old granny glasses. That, <laughs> that, are, that is adorable. I know and the picture. Has, as soon as you he, he said has it, joy. I, the picture came in my head. He has joy in his heart. You can see it there. I think when he quits coaching football, he'll die. I think that that's just what's going to happen. That this is the drive to survive is going to be so keenly linked to football that when it stops, it's just done. I know teachers like this. I know band directors like this. They just stop doing their thing and then it's just done. Cool. Thanks, Jordan. Thanks. No problem. No, no. Hey, you know, I I quit and I'm still here. I thought we were talking about Zen here. I mean, what's going on? That's right. Zen. No, that's yeah. That's what Nick Saban's going to do. Nick Saban's, Nick Saban's Buddhist retreat. There we That's go. That's right. I can see Nick Saban, you know, hosting some hot yoga classes, something like that. I can see He's that. He's going to go back to West Virginia and host it like 
you know, somewhere south of Pipestem. It's going to be great. I was just wondering if Fairmont State had football so he can, like, really return to oh, his yeah. roots in retirement. That's mm-hmm. where, I mean, that's where Rich Rod coached. Oh, there we go. State. Yeah. I'm just imagining, like, Nick Saban's combo Zen retreat and snake handling church. Ooh, okay. Now, now <laughs> I'm biting into this. I like it a lot more. I'm putting this in Jolo, West Virginia. That's where this is going. Did you guys hear the Kirby Smart audio? Yes. No. Is he had they posted his they posted his pregame speech. Someone got it from the locker room. And basically it was the most one of the most poetic uses of curse words I've ever heard. The best line was, let's go fuck their asses up. Beautiful. Yes. Mwah. It was <laughs> God, it was gorgeous. It had a good rhythm. It had the right amount of edge. When I heard that, if I had known that before the game that he had given that speech, I would not have believed that TCU could have won that because I was ready to run through a brick wall this morning for Kirby Smart. And I don't like him, but I was ready to go. <laughs> yeah, you, you definitely. Their asses up. Check that when, box. What, did, what, was the, what was his like one word answer when they asked him before the game? Like, what did they, what do y'all need to Aggression. do? To, right. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, Oh, it's the only answer. And we were like, oh, haha. Like, oh, they're oh, that's cute. Whatever. No, Sonny, Sonny was just like, well, you know, we got to do some things here. We got to do some things there. And then there's like, well, what's the key to the game? And, he, and Kirby just goes, aggression. And I'm like, oh, my God. Kirby did the thing that is so hard to do in college football, which is to be the team that shows up like the dude who brings knee pads to the staff volleyball game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's such a word picture there, Beth. Thank you. Oh, my God. The one that is just too intense for, uh-huh. for no reason. Yes. Hey guys, we're right. gonna have a fun, fun charity paintball game. Got my guns in my car. I'll be right back. <laughs> Fuck you, Deborah. <laughs> you guys, wait. You guys don't have the bandoliers? Oh, just me, I guess. Cool. <laughs> just fully, fully geared out and ready to go. That's a net. It's a net, Brad. <laughs> I have a feeling you. This is a real person, Beth. <laughs> This person like, exists on lots of staff. No, no. Yeah, I, I think every office has this person. <laughs> and we're all thinking about that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've been self-employed for six years. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Beth. Okay. It's Beth goes to her own staff retreats being ready to fuck people up. We can't see below the waist right now. There are knee pads on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Always. Can't podcast without him. Minimizes injury. <laughs> Kamish, what is this revisionist history discourse after the game? I, I am tired of this, like, well, they should have had Alabama in the game. And I'm like, get this out of my face. They lost twice. I don't, like, I was just, I just kept seeing that in the morning. They and were I'm lucky like, to lose twice. I, would, I, yes. like, oh. I had a little bit of an issue after the game. I've, I've upset the Georgia community. I, I can't stand when teams that are, like, so clearly better than everybody else, they know they're so clearly better than everyone else. Everyone doubted us. Shut your mouth. No one did. I had a Georgia player reach out to me today and tell me times that they were doubted. And I was like, dude, that is not real. Kirby is filling your brain with lies. You are being manipulated. That is not true. That did not happen. Kirby has a different closed circuit TV network that is playing. It's just like a mirrored ESPN. And they're just they're just like I think Anish Anish tweeted is like there needs to be an international manhunt to find the person who thought Georgia would go seven and five. And so I feel like that inside the Georgia locker room, Kirby has has his own network going that looks like ESPN. And he's hired ESPN folks to say these things, but only they can see them and nobody else in the real world can see what they're saying. 
just to build this us against them mentality. And, you know, Georgia's program has a lot of money, so I could really see, see this being legit. There is some poor, like, student manager whose entire job is to, like, go on Twitter and be like, Georgia sucks, and find every single tweet and, like, save them and print them out. Because, like, just absurd. That team was like, we are, we were going to finish 7-5. and five. What are you talking about? Literally, no one ever said that. You're being lied to. The Kirby State media apparatus is effective. It works. I, I want a graphic that has like the continuum of coaching to gaslighting and like you are here. <laughs> He's one more dabble Sweeney away from being like very much like everybody doesn't believe in Georgia ever. It's like so absurd. It's the most I was. Mm-hmm. And those players have bought in. I know because they have been upset with me. I'm just yeah. picturing like the North Korean newscast, but okay. it's like yeah. very Georgia. Mm-hmm. Damn it's, it, it's... Pit Girl. You have the exact same idea. Yep. I was going to say, what I was picturing in my head is, yeah, you know, okay, who's, who's saying that? I don't know. It's, it's some Korean lady wearing pink. She comes on and she talks about how much George, the great Satan goes seven and five. I don't know what's going on, but that's what they're telling us. That's all we're allowed it's to see. BNN. BNN, Bulldog <laughs> News Network. Network. So that's it. <laughs> They just pay David Pollock to say it and be like, it's a part of the, it's a part of the long game. Just do it, David. Just do it. <laughs> this makes me wonder then with Georgia money, they're doing that. This means that Nick has to have like his, like an even more elaborate apparatus because he wouldn't let himself get out propagandize. So I don't even know what he's looking at. He may have actually kidnapped some newscasters and done this himself from an undisclosed location in Appalachia. He is probably cyberbullying his own players. Like, he will go home and be like, no one thinks you're good. <laughs> the next day, like, nobody believes in you. Nick Saban has a burner to insult his players. No, he it's is. That's the burner. He's got, he's, got, he's got a fucking Russian troll farm going. He bought out a Russian <laughs> troll farm that does nothing but send, like, shitty tweets to his players being like, you suck. Ah. <laughs> Ooh. That's what Twitter needs to cut down on. It's the Russian botnets that are hating on Alabama. Alabama fans are going, yeah, absolutely right. It's all those people that fucking say things. It's gotta be Russian bots. The numbers of how the viewership in this game went over the night are very funny. Because <laughs> after half, it just drops off a cliff. And I can't blame them. Because nope. I watched it, but I, I'm I'm a sicko. I do that on, for, on purpose. This is, I was, this is what I was sitting here making content. Did you see the the Mississippi State fan like yelling? Oh my god! At the playoff committee, he was angry. <laughs> he was so mad. It's forty five seven. I was gonna get his his cowbell out and just start like going ham. He was so mad. <laughs> I've never been that angry about anything in my life ever, ever. <laughs> this is the game that everybody wants to see. <laughs> hey, sir, this is a Wendy's. Yeah. <laughs> I want to shout out at Victoria at Dirtbag Queer on Twitter because she started, she's so good about digging through and finding old tweets from these people. And she started down, us down a path that ended up in some funny places last night. She found a couple of Stetson Bennett, the fourth quotes from high school. Hell and it yeah. was all the stuff that was like, I just can't sleep, just going to eat chips and salsa and listen to Green Day. I was like, fuck yeah, you are so relatable, man. You are the most relatable quarterback I have ever seen. None of this, you know, Arch Manning, I've been trained for years for this. I'm a machine. I'm whatever. Nah, man. Sets and was just thinking about life, listening to Green Day. Fuck yeah. Super relatable. I'm 30 fucking eight. That's super relatable to me. (laughs) But then we've also found all of the old offers that Stetson Bennett got. And the the 2016-15 edits that he got. (laughs) 
Just dreaming of what could have been. The one that I, I retweeted, I was like, what could have been at Middle Tennessee? And it's the Middle Tennessee graphic has like a grammatical error and everybody just kept correcting the graphic in, it was in the us. reply to us. And I'm like, I didn't, we didn't make this. This is from 2016. We weren't around. <laughs> it's whose? And I'm like, I didn't make it. I just it gave a, up after is, a while. It is a very dramatic picture of someone with the Bennett the fourth on the back of their Mitsu jersey. And it says, who's got next? But using who's, W-H-O-S-E, as opposed to the possessive who's. It was that. It was his offer from UMass. Like, I'm going to be a Minuteman. Oh, thanks for the offer, Minutemen. <laughs> I... yeah, to, to be clear regarding that graphic, graphic design is our passion, not grammar. We would never get that wrong. That is true. Actually, that was, that's not one that we would ever fuck up just because this, the combined uh, amount no, of writing we, that we've we can, all done. No, we can mess that up. I, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, won't tell you, I, I live in constant... I live in I'm constant just... fear, not of like, I, I skip words all the time. I, you know, you know how shit, <laughs> mine are the worst, but I never flip there and there because that has been beaten into me. I oh. I never splice uh, like compound sentences. I, there's very specific things that have been beaten into me in editing that I do not do. Also, I use AP style in my, my numbers because yes. fucking hell. <laughs> so I just got Stetson PT Bennett. AP style. Oh my God. Oh, I yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, sorry, not APA, APA, my bad. American Psychological oh. Association, that's right. Oh, oh that's the worst one. No, why, Chicago my, forever. Yeah, all my citations oh my are in line for a reason. I'll do MLA or Turabian. God, I hate all of you. <laughs> I hate all of you. There's you're living now. <laughs> right. I, just wait Just wait till TikTok's manual of style comes out, and then you're going to be screwed. <laughs> <laughs> We're all yeah. going to be screwed. It's <laughs> B-F-F-R, just the B and B-F-F-R. Yeah, no, I'm ready mm-hmm. for it. It's suggested that one. You have to put footnotes on your TikToks. Uh, Are you guys yeah. intercapping like non-brand related things? <laughs> God, Can you imagine a TikTok with like uh, a bibliography? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> that's that's what that's what a tw- 30 second video needs is a, right. it's a five second bibliography attached to Write it. Write your sources. Here, here you go. <laughs> did you find this list yeah. of largest margins of victory oh, okay so is this I, original I got, research i got i got bored at work uh at my real <laughs> job so i was just like it just hit me oh I, I just remembered i saw a tweet and it was like somebody just woke up and was just like i can't believe that the it was a 58 point loss in the national title game and so my weird sicko brain goes to like well okay there had to be some games that were just as big of a blowout, but, uh, you know, as the national championship game. So I started to dig through all the schedule and I tried to do like the sports reference query, but apparently I did it wrong. So I was like, fine, I'm going to do this manually. And so I looked up the largest margins of victory in the 2022 season, which is like FBS versus FBS. So I didn't do any of the FCS versus FBS matchups. And I just started to search to see how many games had a bigger margin of victory than 58 points there was three in the entire 2022 season there was three there was the largest margin of victory western kentucky beat fiu by 73 points 73 nothing and so remember that game i remember the game because the next game i was going to see fiu play new mexico state that was the next week that's right right. okay so i was all hyped that new mexico state was gonna beat fiu and oh that did not happen uh so it didn't and then, speaking of New Mexico State, they lost by 59 to Wisconsin, 
66-7 earlier in the year, and then also Michigan beat UConn 59-0. So two of those teams that lost by those big margins right there by 59, they went on to bowl games. So New Mexico State won the Quick Lane Bowl, and UConn made it to the Myrtle Beach Bowl. So that that's just crazy. You lose by 59, and still somehow you bounce back later on in the year and still make a bowl game. And uh, FIU won a certain amount of games that we can never remember, somewhere between three and it, five, I believe it was four. It's, it's four and eight, because <laughs> okay. now I remember that FIU had the same record as ULM, so that's four right. and eight. Basically the same team. So I don't know biggest, who that's more of an insult to. They used to be conference rivals in the Sun Belt. That's right. That's right. So the fourth biggest blowout of the year was in the national title game, Georgia versus TCU. 58 points. I remember the UCF Temple game. It was 14-13 at one point. Yeah, UCF that. was up. And then all of a sudden, UCF won the game 70-13. to <laughs> Then we had 57 points again. We shout out to our man Jeff Undercuffler Jr. again, the friend of the pod who got ejected from the sidelines for bad-mouthing a ref and, and, and caused a two-point conversion to be a Hail Mary from the 48-yard line. Shout out Jeff Undercuffler Jr. Losing to Tennessee by 57 points. Then the Alabama ULM, 56. There's a lot of 56. So the Alabama ULM, Tennessee Vandy, LSU Purdue, Ohio State Toledo, which is, I missed this one up front because it was 77 to 21, which is kind of a weird big blowout. Then we had Alabama, Utah State, Georgia Vandy, 55 nothing. both of those. Vandy on the other side of things. Hell yeah. <laughs> Vandy had a year. Holy Vandy cow. Vandy had a year. Yes, a they lot. did. The vaunted Vandy offense. I have to say that again because that's <laughs> where it originated from when they scored 63 points <laughs> in week zero at Hawaii. USC beat Rice mercilessly 66-14. Then we have a bunch of 52-point Michigan State beats Akron. Sorry, Akron again on here for the second time. Western Kentucky again in the crazy good side of things. Unexpectedly beat Charlotte 59-7. Uh, and then Alabama, it gets Vandy, shuts them out. Those are all the games that were at least by a 50-point margin in FBS versus FBS. Craziness. That's... And the national title game slots in at four. I'm, I pulled up the actual career, and I'm looking at some of the some of the FCS ones just to see if there's anything interesting in there. And our boys of Wagner got absolutely waxed by Rutgers. I forgot about that one. Rutgers, <laughs> right? No, it was no, – well, no, it was Rutgers. Rutgers was the big one. Rutgers – uh, differential of 59. Syracuse beat them 59 nothing, and then they did running clocks in the second half. Uh, did I mess this up? I may have messed this up. I don't know. Anyways, yes. Uh, no, I would. That was a hold on. I'm looking. Please, <laughs> please hold. Please hold. Cut the silence. Uh, yeah, Syracuse. Syracuse did beat Wagner 59 nothing, October 1st. Okay, then then Sports Ref has has Syracuse down as doing that. Well, you mean you know, there's. Those are yeah, Rutgers. Sorry, sorry, no, sorry. Rutgers beat them sixty-six to seven, and then they lost at Syracuse fifty-nine to zero. So, yeah. Oh, poor Wagner. So they they had a year. Okay, Wagner did get their win that we watched. They beat LIU. So that was okay. yeah, that was a great game. That was a great game. Friday night fun. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that so many of these lopsided teams made a bowl game. You know, they they got their stuff handed to them and then walked out okay. And Purdue sitting there happy that they weren't the, the worst bowl game this year. Big game for the Big Ten West yesterday. Huge. <laughs> yeah, God. <laughs> was it like they had the worst bowl loss ever? And then, like, what? Not even a week later, they get replaced? Is yeah. I'm, not, I'm not even going to count this as a bowl loss. This is not a bowl game. I'm, I'm going to say this is not a bowl game because this is not – does it have a bowl on it? This is a national championship game, which is different. I'm going to argue this. No, I'll, I'll allow it. Is it a bowl game if you can't tailgate? I would say no. That's a good point. 
Is it a bowl game if there isn't a very creepy mascot looming over you for half the game? Don't no, think so. We, we got the pylon. We got Perry the pylon. Oh, that's right. Perry the pylon. I saw Perry Although, the person. I would argue that he is not Perry the pylon until and unless he gets the fedora. Um, mm, needs a fedora. Did you interview Perry the pylon, Lucy? He wasn't very talkative. Oh, okay. I don't know what his how deal tall, was. How, how tall would you say Perry is? He was tall. Um, he was taller than most of the players. I don't know if I could like like articulate how tall he was, but you saw him when he walked in. He oh, made an entrance. That's he all you want, presence. really. The pylon what's, lit up a room. He really what's, the, what's the <laughs> stupidest smile. piece of football equipment you could turn into a mascot? King T? That was what immediately jumped to mind for me also. Carter the kicking tea mascot. Just an animate bench. Yeah. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. A tackle dummy. <laughs> the first down chain gain and they're chained together. Oh, like that. <laughs> just, 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 the, just the yard clip on the first down chain. <laughs> it's it's football's only version of Clippy. <laughs> okay, cu- couple's Halloween idea. It's, it's, the, it's the chain gang. Couple's Halloween costume. One person's the yard marker. One person's the... Yeah. And you can't get more than 10 figures out of the party. <laughs> that is great. Yeah. <laughs> that would be very rough. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. It's like orbiting, like orbiting your loved one. Well, you need you need a third person for the third wheel to like stretch one of them out to make sure <laughs> it's a first out or not. Just all night whenever someone have just have someone blow a whistle and all of a sudden you come marching out and have just to come running in like hold on. Hold on. <laughs> the sickos committee is pleased to present the world's first thruple costume. <laughs> that is not the world's worst world's first thruple costume. There's no way. There's no way. Let's talk about our favorite our national champs, Iowa. We've got so much Iowa memory. The one that came up to me was the was the South Dakota game. Because that was the first instance of the Iowa touchdown. Three, two, two. That was the best and worst day of my life. Genuinely, I I remember just sitting there being like, I can't do this anymore. I can't. (laughs) I can't go on. But I did. And I'm so glad I did. What a, what a year. What a year. That that was a weird one for me because I was, I was driving from San Antonio to Austin to go watch ULM play Texas at night. And so that was the early game that was on. So I had some like radio on. Uh, just just going from game to game. I think Jordan was doing the same thing. Yeah. And then I, I got to the spot where we were going to meet up before the game, get a few drinks, and I just started looking. I was like, what is going on? They had it on at this place. I forgot. It was like the beer garden or whatever in Austin. Yeah. I can't remember the name. But they had it on, and I'm like, this is not happening. Really? Right? And it's just like – and then it went final, and I was just – I think that was the first thing where, you know – did a meme or whatever and and it took off mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just like i love you iowa i was like i can't believe it happened that's the thing about with iowa we really love that they embraced us a lot our twitter account it was crazy because you have to walk that fine line where hey we know our team is is not great but you know as you said earlier like you know i can talk about them but you can't talk about them. Mm-hmm. so it's like we have to walk that weird line and and believe us we have fandoms that go along the lines of this so we we kind of understand what you're going through like something like that that happened was just i mean the iowa touchdown which i got to listen to was it the full cast after dark i was i was driving back to san antonio after the game it was absolutely hilarious and that was probably one of my favorite moments uh, of the iowa season Uh, there was a few other things that i remember the the crazy rain out oh yeah they scored yeah they scored like three touchdowns and they were like evacuate the stadium now 
<laughs> yeah, that game took like eight hours, and I watched every minute of it, rain delay and all. We gained a bunch of followers because I started like, I just jokingly tweeted. I was like, hey, are any of the Iowa fans that follow us at the game? And which, which, they started which game, replying. Which game was that? Which game was that? Uh, Iowa, yeah. Nevada. It was 27 nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you guys the start time, and I want you to guess the end time for that game. If you if you didn't watch it or were not, you can't remember it. It started at 6:40 p.m. 6:40 Central. When did when did that game end? If I do my math correct, I'm West Coast, so it started at 4:30. Yeah, 4:30. I think it was done at like midnight my time. I think it was like yeah, seven, I was, eight hours. Yeah, I was going to say it was like 2 a.m. Eastern because I remember being awake when it came back on and like seeing the screenshots from like No Context College Football of like the people who were still there. <laughs> I think I watched the end of it too, but it was like late even for me. The best part of it wasn't that like, it, you know, okay, yeah, it finished eight hours later. There was like a, a nice like 15 minute segment in the middle where we'd been delayed for like an hour or two. They brought everybody back out. They warmed back up. They played like three snaps. And they're like, stop, stop it again. <laughs> you were just like, we're like, does anybody really want to play this bad? And they did. And that game was huge because I think it like brought our offense from like bottom of the country, like dead last to like fifth from last. That makes a difference. <laughs> That makes a difference. That was that was one that was awesome. I really enjoyed that that game a lot. And then we 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 followed a bunch of people that replied to us uh, throughout the game. And and I still remember this. They were just like, "This is the best cell phone reception we've ever gotten at Kinnick Stadium." (laughs) There was the dude that just brought his the dude that just brought his dog. Oh yeah, (laughs) oh the dog guy. guy He was like walking his dog, and he just walked. uh, I forgot about that. Uh, The correct answer, by the way, was one thirty nine a.m. Central for a game time of six hours and fifty eight minutes. I remember it was still going on, and I think there was a Hawaii game that was still going. Yeah. And we thought the Hawaii game was going to finish before the Iowa game. It's a good – it was like a nice little, like, te- like teaser in a bit because I personally believe all Iowa games should not be played when the sun is out. I don't think that should be allowed when children are awake. And I felt like that was a nice, like, hey, you see, this works. This is where it's meant to be. <laughs> oh, God, those poor children trying to sleep at the hospital. You have children trying to sleep at one thirty in the hospital, and nope, Iowa football going on next door. Oh, God. Ooh. We put the, those kids through a lot this year, and it's it's unfortunate because they the the kids in the show is like genuinely the best tradition I've ever been a part of. I was there the first yeah. game. Yeah, oh yeah, it's um, great. And it's you just feel so bad when you're like down by like I went to the Michigan game, which like I wouldn't get blown out, but you're like watching the worst football game of your life, and then you have to like wave to the kids and be like, "I'm sorry, we suck. We wish we could win for you." I think that's the part that blew my mind about this year. You guys never got blown out by, sorry, you got blown out once. Ohio State. Ohio State. And we had to lead for a little bit. People forget that. Every other time, it was just this morass. It was, we're going to make this ugly and you're going to be here with us. You're locked in here with me. And, oh, I'm, I'm looking at these scores and just having flashbacks of like recollection. Oh, it's beautiful. You're locked and- in here with me is like, always the Iowa football story. I vividly remember being in a sports bar full of Penn State fans for the Iowa Penn State 6-4 game. Yes. Oh, hell yeah. Just do something. Why won't you let us do anything? (laughs) Why won't you do something? Someone do something. I watched that game in a sports bar in State College. It was a talent. Hell yeah. (laughs) You know who played in that game? Ryan Ferentz. 
<laughs> I'm not joking. I went and watched highlights of it a few months ago, and it like it was like they showed like the little pre before the game starts, like the announcers talking, and they did like a little like hit on Brian Ferentz before the game started, and I was like, I can't escape. I'm stuck. Wait, no. This is prison. I lied. Iowa Penn State six four. I was in a bar for a different Iowa State Penn or Iowa Penn State six four game, but they talked about that game a lot during that game. God, I just oh, revolutionary. God. And it's, speaking of four, that's the number of votes Iowa had in the AP poll this week. Yeah, the final AP poll. Yeah, Got I saw that. And I was like, try to do the like math in my head of how many AP voters live in Iowa. Because I was like, it's that's gotta so I, that's gotta like measure out. I looked it up and there was there was three people that voted Iowa. Two Someone put them twenty fourth? Somebody picked them twenty fourth. And I think I'm it sure. was the LSU writer. Oh my God! Leah, a- no, because she used to cover Iowa. I know her. <laughs> I think, I she think used to was, cover Iowa. I, I literally. I think it was the, she was at the very bottom of the the Reddit uh, thing when they break down the vote. Oh, because because she was so far off. I don't know. Let me Leah, see. Yeah, she was off the like the mean or whatever yeah, it was. Because she used to she used to work for the newspaper in Iowa City or Cedar Rapids. Like she was an Iowa media person. That check that explains it. So bizarre. It's. It's like, well, I was like the way too early. People have them in the top 25. Well, I saw yeah. that. People have them in the top 25. What are I was you like, what are, like, Bessies, what are you seeing that I'm not? Like, I'm thrilled. <laughs> I'm thrilled. But like, do you know something I don't? Because like, I wake up every day. First, first thing I do, I, I go to my phone immediately. Not for text or Instagram or whatever. I'm waiting for that notification. I'm waiting for the Brian's accepted a job as a quality control analyst for the Patriots. Like I need that notification. I wake up every day and I thirst for that. I'm waiting. <laughs> Commission was off by one. Uh, okay. It was uh, Leah Van. Yeah. Leah Van. Put them, 20, put, put them 25th. 25th. Um, uh, the, Don Williams from Texas Tech also put them 25th. He's not used to saying defense. It was very alarming to him. I get it. Yes. And then it was a Mike Berardino of Notre Dame. Who ranked him 24th. He was actually born in 1914, so that checks. Yeah. 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 That all makes sense. That all makes sense. Yeah. Okay. He also put Alabama second. So let's let's not talk about his ballot. You know, let's not let's not go crazy with his ballot here. Was okay? he not the one that put Tennessee Started. second? No, he oh, put, no, that was that was the one below him. That's okay. the Pac 12 dude who's always way off. Um <laughs> <laughs> but, but let's be honest here. If I had an AP ballot, it would be my honor to be at the most be 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 one with the highest deviation from the norm every week because why not yes do it i'm gonna get a vote might as well make my vote fun that's right so you just want to break somebody else's data right for as as many times god measuring measuring you're breaking my zen beth (laughs) (laughs) measuring psychological and physiological stats of children is very difficult they always break my goddamn data (laughs) being zen about that yes i would love to break someone else's data i'll be the outlier it's fine cut me i dare you I'll skew your fucking data. <laughs> I sort of wanted to just talk a little about sort of we're at the end of the season. Talk about some of our favorite teams or underrated teams, teams that we hey, got. Hold on. Hold on. But did I miss something? I have a, oh, I you have give a trivia game. trivia game. Sorry. Go That's for right. trivia game, sir. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, we, we, we are honoring Lucy here and we have dubbed her the official Iowa ambassador of the Sickos Committee. And so we're having her. Thank you. She can have an honorary title. Maybe we can make a graphic at one we'll point. Do so, uh, yeah, I, I, do something, sure. sure. Uh, I mean, we need, it, we may need something in exchange. One of our committee members, Katie, wants a disco football. 
from you. That's what I can do. So she's she's really wants me to ask for that. I think she may have tweeted at you earlier today and she prefer garnet and gold disco colors if it's possible because she's a Florida <laughs> State fan. I don't know if that's against your religion, but that's what she's looking for. So if you can make a football, a disco football in the shape of the the, the glitter guys of Florida State, I think that's what she's looking for. All right, I'm taking notes. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. All right. We'll send you to the craft store. So I the made the worst episode of Project Runway ever. <laughs> Definitely. I can't stop laughing this episode. This is great. So I have an Iowa trivia game here about the okay. 2022 Iowa Hawkeyes. Again, they finished eight and five. They played 13 games and they're your Music City Bowl champions. Mm-hmm. So I want everybody to guess this is not anything on an, an indictment on Lucy's fandom or anything. I have some random questions, about 10 questions here, about the Iowa 2022 season. So everybody gets a, a guess here, and uh, maybe we can have some game show, game show music going on. Oh, yeah, going. no, I already, I'm already, I've already, i got something. Don't worry about it. All right, it. here yeah. we go. So it's the, the commission's 2022 Iowa trivia game. Question number one. How many times did Iowa fail to gain 200 yards of total offense in a game this year? We can do the who's uh, the millionaire music. Who wants to be a millionaire? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Whoever wants to go first. They played 13 games. I'll just give you that as a hint. I'll go four. Okay. I'll go six. All right. Seven. Okay. And Lucy. I think it's I think it's four, but I'll go five. Okay, Jordan was correct. It is four. So I Ooh. got it right. I just didn't want to have the same answer as you. Yes. No, you half half credit. I said I think it's four, but I'll go five. That no exactly. full point. Okay, full point. Fine. <laughs> I've hijacked this game. All right, I'm gonna give Lucy a point. Let's do it. All right, go. How many of those four games did Iowa win? was two three i'm also going to go with two i'll go one all right lucy and and pit girl correct two games okay i wish i was wrong (laughs) i hate that i'm right i mean this is the iowa fandom here so question number three what was iowa's highest point total in a game this year i feel like it was that nevada game i feel like it was 27 26 No, we put up. Ugh. Okay, I'm gonna. I think it, I can't remember how many sco- points we scored against Northwestern, but I think it was like thirty something. So thirty something for me. I think yeah, that was, I was a show back say, in the nineties. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say thirty-five because I remember them like running it up in Iowa terms at one point this season. I'm, we I'm gonna go with Georgia. Did. I'm gonna go with twenty-eight. Okay, so I don't know. Do we give Lucy credit for thirty-three points? Yeah, I'll give her credit for thirty okay. something. Yeah. Is that that's in there? Thirty something. That's it. We'll give it thirty. Was that Northwestern? Yeah. Northwestern and Rutgers. Oh. Two defensive touchdowns against Rutgers. I remember that specifically. That's right. All right. Question number four. I think I numbered these correctly. How many times did Iowa have more points? I'm sorry, more punts than points in a game. So more punts than points in a game. How many times this year? I don't know this one off the top of my head, but I'm going to guess. I'm going to go six. 
That's just my guess. I really don't know this one. I think I knew the others. I'll go five. Okay. I'll go four. I know it's at least two. Uh, so three. Should have went with your first instinct pick, girl. It was twice this year. Oh, we all, we all overbid. It happened 10 punts uh, versus South Dakota State mm-hmm. and eight punts versus Illinois. So in, in those games, they scored seven points against South Dakota State and six points against Illinois. I was doing the math in my head of like, how did Iowa not have more punts than points against Ohio State? But that's because we had like as many picks as points. So that was. Yeah. That's it. Figure that out. All right. Let's go. Let's give some credit to the other side of the ball here with Iowa here. How many games did the Iowa defense outscore the Iowa offense? <laughs> so now I'm going to give credit. So if the Iowa offense, I'm sorry, if the Iowa defense got a pick six or a fumble return, I am crediting that extra point. To the defense, okay? Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Out of their 13 games, how many times did this happen? Four. Hey, like this, some Jeopardy music? Okay. I think it happens. I think it also, I think I'm going to go four, two. I think it's four. Yeah. Three. I am confident that it happened at least twice. So I'm going to say two. Jordan and Lucy, correct. Four times. Wow. Four times Beautiful. this year. They outscored, the, the defense outscored. The offense, 4-3 in the South Dakota State game. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> they, they outscored. They, they, they did it in the Rutgers game. Um, they also did it in the Ohio State game. They did. I, re- I a, knew that one they right had, on They the had the, the fumble return for a touchdown and only a field goal. Uh, and then they also did it in their bowl game to the end bowl the game. year. Yeah. yeah. 14-7. So I remember. Four times for the Iowa, Iowa defense outscoring the offense. God. All right. This, this one funny, should be fun. Oh, yeah. That's right. It's catharsis. You got to feel good about this here. Eight and five with a bowl game. As a ULM fan, I would take that every single year. Uh, all right. How many passing touchdowns did Iowa have for the entire year? Big bucks. No whammy. Stop. Like two. Oh, it's, it's low. <laughs> I'm like not being. I, I think my guess is two. I'm like not. I, I, I really don't think it's more than that. No faith in Spencer Petros. Five. Nicest guy I've ever met in my life, by the way. He's going to get drafted someday, I promise. He'll be in the NFL. Seventh round pick. He's sticking around to teach Cade the ways. Thank Good God. Team. I forgot. Yeah, God. I'm going to go ten. There's, there's no way it was that high. Seven? Pit girl, right on the dot. Hey! Uh, yeah. Seven passing touchdowns. Spencer Petros had five. Alex Padilla, one. Ugh. And Joe Labus, one. Oh, Joe. What about Joe? All right. Did Iowa have more defensive touchdowns than passing touchdowns for the year? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's no. Oh, there were six defensive touchdowns. If you count the safeties, they had more defensive scores. But tricky, tricky. No one there. All right. All right, so I'm going to run off some things really quick here before we get to the final question. So these are really quickly. This is about Iowa's leading scorers for the year. So the leading scorer is is the kicker, of course. Mm -hmm. Then the fantastic running back for Iowa, of course. Now, let's go. Was Iowa's third leading scorer an offensive or defensive player, or was it a tie between the offense and defense? I think... I think it's a tie between Sam Laporta, offensive tight end, and then the defensive back, Cooper DeGene. 
That's Ty feels correct. I don't know yeah, who it is. Ty, but I feel yeah, like Ty also feels yeah, It's correct. not Ty. It's Cooper DeJean. All right. So it's it is an offensive tight end by the name of Luke Lachey. What the four fuck? touchdowns this year? That's right. Ooh, is he related to Nick Lachey from Ninety Eight Degrees? Of course, yes. Yeah. All Lacheys yeah. know each other. It's fine. Yeah, that is the Ohio State like play by play guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. All right. Now let's go. Was Iowa's fourth leading scorer an offensive or defensive player or a tie? It was Cooper DeJean, the defensive 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 back. Okay. Yeah, I'm also gonna go tie. I can't imagine Iowa having that many wide receivers. I'll go defense. He had more I know for a fact that he had more touchdowns this year than any of Iowa's wide receivers. I All know right. that for a fact. So this one was actually a tie. It was Cooper DeGene and Spencer Petros at three touchdowns <laughs> each. Spencer <laughs> had three rushing touchdowns. It's crazy. That's and then here we go. Final final one for this before we get to the final question. Was Iowa's lead, seventh leading scorer an offensive or defensive player or a tie? Offensive player. Offensive player. Yeah, I'm going to go offensive player. I don't know who it will be, but. Defensive player, and it's because of the safeties. Actually, seventh leading scorer was uh, a defensive player, Kayvon Merriweather. Two touchdowns oh, was the seventh one. So he's nice. he's got the two in here. Now, this one's for all of the, the marbles. We can do the crazy who's wants to be a millionaire. If you, if you need a lifeline, I don't give you those. Uh, or 50-50, whatever. <laughs> so, the big one here. How many games did Tory Taylor out-punt the total yards gained by the Iowa offense? How many games this year did he do that? Oh, 13. <laughs> I feel like it's seven. Ten. I was also going to say seven. Pit Girl and Lucy right on the dot. Ah. Seven total games that Tory Taylor outpunted the Iowa offense. South Dakota State, Iowa State, Illinois, Ohio State, Purdue, Wisconsin, and Kentucky. And he's the coming Taylor, back. He's coming back. Yeah. Offensive weapon. Wow. The one game where he only punted once was for against Northwestern. That was his lowest amount of punts. He punted once for 12 yards. It's not easy being an offensive powerhouse. That's all right. Somebody's got to do it. I would like to say about about Torrey Taylor, he is fourth in the nation in terms of total punts per game. He averaged six and a bit, six and a third punts per game. Only people above him were UMass's punter, Virginia Tech's punter, and New Mexico's punter. We'll get to the top. (laughs) Uh, He also was... Second total is the second highest in total of punt yards per game with an average of 286 punting yards per game. Only person above him was Aaron Rodriguez, who was the punter at New Mexico. But okay, so Tory Taylor got hurt by the bowl game because he had the total amount of punts the most for the year. Mm-hmm. He had 82 punts, that was the most punts this year. Tory Taylor led. No, I was, I, was talking about punt, I was talking about punt yards per game, though. No, I'm talking about overall punts. Oh, yeah, no, no. He's number yeah. one in punts per game, and no one else even got close. He had 82 total punts and never got close. 82 total punts. It's important to put your best players on the field, and that's what we do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As a coach, you want to put kids in positions to succeed. Exactly. Yes. Just, I'm that's just saying. That's what we do. Yep. Let me check my phone real fast. Uh, no, 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 no notification quite yet. <sighs> Still have an offensive coordinator. I wanted to say I'm excited for the social experiment of can you win the Big Ten West with Michigan's leftovers? We're going to try it out. <laughs> I, you know what? I think that's totally possible. I do too. I, 
I'm, I'm honest, honestly think it's totally possible. Do I, I I'm, what is, what is Iowa's non-conference look like? Oh God. And what it looks like every single year. Dog Let's shit. See. I'm so excited for the Iowa reheated dinner plate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll let you it's know like, that we're, I got an email after uh, that offensive tackle decommitted to go to Bama. Don't blame mm-hmm. them in the slightest. Um, I was now decided that they're going to do an IL because literally like an hour <laughs> after he committed to Bama, I got three separate emails from the athletics department being like, hey, we have a collective bestie. Have you seen called? this? The Swarm Collective. The Swarm Collective. Yes. I thought it was going to be like the Hawkeye Huddle or NIL or something. We do have the Hawkeye Huddle, and that's when we meet okay. before the games. Oh, okay. On All the right. road games, yes. Anytime you guys want to go to a Hawkeye Huddle, you let me know. Uh, awesome. We may have to not- make it up to Kink at some point, maybe next year. I got to put that it's, on the travel schedule. It's really thick. Like, it's really awesome. Non-con games are Utah State at home, yeah. Iowa State away, okay. and Western Michigan at home. Gary Barta went with Ooh, the gauntlet again. Very- to, but great, but you did not pick a Dakota State this year. Dude, that every is... single time he does it, I'm like, why does this man have a job? Why does this man have it? Why is he employed? <laughs> like, are you shitting me? You have you have literally one job as a collegiate athletic director, and that's not to schedule a Dakota State. That's like literally it. Mm-hmm. And he cannot do that. He is so stupid. There are hey, so Beth? many other te- so many other teams up there. Beth, do you want to go to Iowa at Penn State as neutrals? What week is it? It's week September four, 23rd. September 23rd. I was looking at that game. Oh, that's like a, there's like a weird beef between Iowa and Penn State fans. It's so stupid. But it's so there it's gonna be feisty. It's gonna be feisty because we love to accuse Penn State of faking injuries. Let me know what that is. Maybe I'll fly up there too. Who knows? I gotta get yeah. all the way up there from Texas. That might be that might be fun. Yeah, that could be real fun. I've never been to Happy Valley. So I'll check it out. Well, Lucy, thank you so much for joining us and sharing it with us about Iowa football, the highs, lows, and everything in between. I appreciate you guys having me here. And uh, as of right now, we still have the same offensive coordinator, but it could change at any minute. Keep checking your phone. I will say that my theory is I think Iowa waits till a day that's like like a super heavy news day. Like the Super Bowl, they're going to be like, well, Brian's leaving. Just so it like no one talks about it. Mm -hmm. So... Let's hope for a big event. <laughs> They're going to news dump the firing news of event. Brian Ferentz. The Super Bowl, they, they sneak in the Brian Ferentz. They're going to go, go like very Jaguars with it and like sneak it into a Twitter thread. Like it's going to be casual. And I'm fine. I don't, I don't give a shit how we do it. Just get them out. Let's get out of there. You can find Lucy at... Lucy sports jokes basically everywhere. Go check out her stuff. If you're one of the young ones, she's on the TikToks. I hear the TikToks That's where the kids TikTok. are. The kids <laughs> do the dances on the TikToks. We do. A lot. Hey, girl, show me how that works. <laughs> the side of TikTok I'm on is not the dancey side. Uh, <laughs> wait, so you haven't seen my renegade? Ugh, well, you're missing out. <laughs> I, I I feel if I download TikTok on my phone, the cops just show up. In my house and I'm like, excuse me, sir. This app is age restricted for people over to if you over the age of 35 dollar TikTok, I feel like I just get zapped. There's nothing that like makes me feel worse personally than like someone will comment something mean on my TikTok and I'll respond and then literally like 10 minutes later I'll be like, Lucy, they're eight. They're eight. Yeah. <laughs> they're eight. Look and I'll like have to go look in the mirror for a while and just be like, okay. 
That's why I'm out. I should have known they called me a stupid head. I should have known. <laughs> this is why I'm we got to get on TikTok. Kamesh, we got to get on TikTok. We got to get on TikTok, Kamesh. Really? Like, yeah, like you going to have me do some stupid dances? Or, yeah, mean, we'll do we'll do that. And we got to get on Twitch to have you screaming at video games in real time. Oh, okay. You just got to get me back on FIFA and I'll scream all day long. There we go. Perfect. So, yeah, that's <laughs> done. That's easy. Okay, y'all. We will catch you guys on the next episode. Thank you so much.